What up, witches, and welcome to Witch in a Bitch in a Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Vicky. How are you all today? Hope you're really, really well. I can't stop doing it. It's totally fine. <laughs> so, everyone, we What's have it? a... Sorry? I've just jumped in. What's it? <laughs> oh, oh, every sorry, episode. Yes. Every episode, I always ask everybody how they are, and he always t- he always pays me out because they can't answer and all the oh, and I always well, I can really, really I can Vicky and I know yes, I'm jumping see. in. I'm great. <laughs> I'm great now. I shut up. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. So a lot of you uh, longtime listeners will be very familiar with our our guest that we have today. So she was uh, kind enough to bless us with being our very first guest on this podcast and welcoming her back again. So can you please welcome Fiona Horn? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So obviously, we, thank you, got- everyone who's watching, <laughs> watching, listening, all of the above. All the above. obviously we are going to obviously catch up with you a little bit first before we jump into the stuff but just to let you all know that australia's best known and much loved expert in the area of art of witchcraft um fiona horn releases a new book for teens everywhere called teen magic so uh and it's a witchcraft guide for a new generation and offers insight and guidance for teen witches as they navigate this new and ever-changing world dominated by social media and technology. This gutsy guide takes teen witches on a journey of self-discovery to dig deep and learn about all the magic that is inside of them and then shine that magic into the world. So we invited Fiona back because we know that the book has just come out. You've just done a tour in, in Western Australia about the book. And we wanted to bring you here just to like, like before we start, Everyone, I want you to, in a moment, pause this podcast, go to Amazon or wherever you order your books from, find Teen Magic by Fiona Horn, click buy now. Sorry, it's Teen Witch, so I keep saying Teen Magic. Teen Witch by Fiona Horn, click buy now. But guess what, guys? It is Teen Magic. And I promise you, I was jumping around on, it is Teen Magic, a guide witchcraft for a new generation yes it's teen magic there it is i knew it it was in my brain i was wrong and the best way if you hit pause the best way if you're curious to to actually get a a copy in your own hands is to go to my website it is available on all outlets like booktopia and all of that sort of stuff good stuff internationally through amazon of course um because it's got its claws in everything um but <laughs> having said that if you go to my website fionahorn.com h-o-r-n-e.com all the links are there um that it makes it really easy just to hit a link and it takes you to where you can Perfect. get the book yeah and you know you're actually getting teen magic which witchcraft <laughs> for a new generation don't worry because originally it was called teen witch and something 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 but it was there's, it was just too many other publications that have a similar title. And Teen yeah. Magic, you know, Witchcraft for a New Generation seemed more uh, accurate and I remember to the con- when, content of the yeah. book. And when we last had you on our show, I remember when we talked about this, that it was coming out soon. And mm. I remember because I brought up Life's a Witch, which was their bubblegum <laughs> pink cover. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, like, I actually did the comparison between the two. Like I was flicking yeah. through, comparing the right. two and, and having a look. And like, can I just say that, you've done it again. Like when you're doing a rewrite, you think how yeah. can you reinvent the wheel so many times? But like, yeah, I, I, can, I can't sing the praises enough for this book. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, it was the, something when the publisher said, do you want to do, you know, re- we can re-release it if the rights have reverted to you and the rights had reverted to me after, you know, it'd been out of print for a while and um, it was originally published by Random House. And um, they said, oh, you know, you could probably just do a little tweak and, and we'll whack a new cover on mm. it and send it out into the world and it'd be good to have it back in print. 
But when I looked at it, I thought I have to rewrite this whole bloody thing almost, you know, and I, and I did. I mean, it was, there are some parts of it that are, you know, certainly uh, the nature stuff, the nature magic yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of areas of it where I, you know, I kept it with that, that nugget of um, light that it originally was sparked with. Yet there's so much new material in it and so much reworked material to reflect life now um, as teens experience it and even mm. as adults experience it. 100%. Yeah, because mm. that's the thing. That's what I found as well when I was reading through it, that it's not, there's so much information. It's so very relevant, not only for teens, but for, I guess, older witches, I like to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like the greater community, because there's some really great points in there, which I know we're going to chat a lot more about the after, but um, one thing that I really loved and what I really, especially as a mum as well, because I guess I was looking at this from two points of view when I was reading it, as well is that the theme throughout the whole book is that it's really emphasizing and empowering teens through this whole journey of self-discovery and encouraging them to do that and really work through like you touch on topics of like body image and personal development and things like that as well and I really liked that and I just wondered what inspired you to write about that and I love the language that you've used throughout it it is really empowering rather than disempowering. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that, Vicky, especially because you're a mum, you know, and I mm. really am grateful and appreciate that feedback from you um, because I really did try to, you know, create in, in this rewrite more consciously than I might have, you know, 17 or 18 years yeah. ago when I first created the book. And remember when I first created the book, I was my uh, job in the entertainment industry was on a big role, you know, so yeah. I was very much um, in the public eye and, um you know, de definitely performing to that to a degree. And this was, this book came after, you know, further, you know, nearly two decades of introspection and work mm. as a witch and, and also growing and evolving as a human being myself, you know, and then having an opportunity to revisit the original material and also look around and interact with the teens today. And I, one of the key things that was jumping up, jumping out at me to address was to be inclusive of the carers and you know in mm. this uh, world where now yeah. you can almost get into trouble for saying mum and dad and you've got to say parents parent one yeah. parent two yeah huh, yeah so that's um but you, the but is that um more than ever I felt there was a, a, a positive opportunity to share with teenagers how they could be a, an empowered individual mm. as they respect and learn from their elders now whether their yeah. elders are elders like me you know in, in you know in approaching into my crone years more than half a century on the planet yeah. and I'm talking to them I'm an elder um or whether they're actually looking to the parent the carer the mum the dad who is uh, sharing this journey with them and I really uh, understood more than ever that um when children it, whilst I have passed the physical age where I would have a child out born out of my womb so yeah. to speak I realized I've had many many children 14 actually this is the 14th one my girlfriend <laughs> my books my books and my babies and then you could even say you could even say many ways because you know I, I I birthed them I raised them yes. I've been on a journey with them especially this one for nearly two decades yes. and to revisit it and, and and hang out with my my grown-up child here and offer it out mm. into the world again um and tap into its inner child and share it I became aware of this that you know there's a beautiful opportunity to share the concept that um, obviously children, we, we have them to, for them to learn from us, but the yeah. most, often the most powerful thing an adult can do is learn from their own child and it's and, and yes. magnified times a thousand when it's a witch witchling situation or yeah. witchling parent who doesn't 
have any idea why their teenagers are into this stuff and learns about mm-hmm. it and finds it empowering and uplifting as mm-hmm. well. So really tried to sort of make the, the you know, share. And, and that was sort of coming through me as well, not just from my ego-oriented mm-hmm. linear brain creating something. It was a message, a spirit message that was coming through that would be appropriate now right. to emphasize the parent, the parent carer and the, and the child um, and their, you know, their crossover role, their reciprocal role in, yeah. in this magical world. I really, I really love that you brought us to that topic because that's one of the things that I've noticed mm. in the witchy world is that it's so common for more experienced witches or older witches to dismiss the views and opinions mm. of a younger, when I say younger by age or by practice, which mm. they dismiss yeah. the, the baby witch or the witchling saying, what do you know? Like, and they almost like fob them off as if to say, you don't mm. know anything because you haven't been around as long yeah. as I have. Whereas like what you just said then, like it's, it's important for us as elders to also learn from the younger generation. Oh, very much so. And, yeah. you know, I just finished a tour of Western Australia in support of this book, but it wasn't really a book tour as much. It was, the book was available at the events, but it was a, a workshop, an interactive mm. workshop. Yeah. So I didn't present it. I didn't even hold, barely held the book in my hand. I, I didn't refer to it as much as say, yeah, this is in the book. There's a chapter about this. This is what I'm going to show you now. Um, these are, you know, it was even things like, you know, how to set up a teen oriented altar where what can you substitute for, for a candle flame for fire when your parents won't let you light matches in your bedroom, blah, blah, yes. blah, all that kind of stuff. But going back to, for a moment, the teen wisdom, what really struck me this time was, uh, you know, to have a room full of a lot of teenagers aged between, um, well, you know, let's just say witchlings aged from as young as seven through to the proverbial teen years of 18, 19 or so. And then there was, um, you know, people above that too because adults came as well who were curious to revisit their foundation practice. But anyway, just talking about that slice of proverbial teen, um, the wisdom from them and also the light in their eyes and their genuine sincerity, their authenticity with self, um, their owning their choice to be there, Mm. the you know, when I actually offered at one of the talks that, you know, witchcraft has always attracted the weirdos um, and I meant it in this inclusive way, a few teens sort of looked at, I'm not, I'm not weird. I'm not weird. <laughs> and I thought this is, you know, and, and a lot of people did do the thumbs up. But my point is, yeah. is that there seems to be a, in this very um, extraordinary world of where social media, you know, is running rampant and um, for, for great outcome and, ter- and 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 the oppositely terrible outcome um somewhere in the middle of all that teenagers are uh these teens that are born now seem to have this wonderful authentic ability to um be confident in their opinions mm. this is just what i noticed of the, of the witches yeah. that came confident in, the, in their opinions and also quite tolerant of opinions that differed from theirs which i found very very inspiring um because i'm just particularly thinking there was one girl that spoke at the Fremantle um event and she she offered it's just this is just something i thought was really amazing she she said i have a short attention span it's very hard for me to concentrate on things and she said that very clearly she was Mm -hmm. making an you know a an authentic calm non-judgmental assessment of her mental state and her individuality this is my reality can't particularly change it 
I, I have to, I'm accepting and authentically owning the fact that I have a short attention span. She said, the challenge for me when I want to practice my craft, and this is what was so extraordinary to me. I wonder if you guys will pick up on this. She said, I know that unless I can do it alone in my room and focus that I can't be a real witch. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because 20 years ago, the, the, the dialogue was if you're not initiated into a coven with mm-hmm. other witches under some kind of hierarchical yeah. structure where they're telling you what to, what to do, do yeah. she's actually saying, I understand I do it by that I can, yeah. if I cannot do it by myself, then I cannot call myself a witch. And I just thought what an extraordinary flip that is and how yeah. beautiful and empowering because that was, for me personally, the message I was trying to give back in the day was, you know, yes, your way is good. The eclectic yeah. solitary witch is, in fact, a real witch and an essential part of the evolution of our magical practice and how we can be useful in the world and empowered in the world as witches and individuals. And um, so for her to offer that was really remarkable. So the mm. advice I was giving her was extraordinary. I, she said, um, you know, it helps me if I'm with other people and I, we can kind of discuss things and I can stay engaged. But if I'm on my own, I'm distracted really easily and I get frustrated and unhappy. And so she's looking for an assertive way to address it. And I said, I think, honestly, you know, her name was Venus. I said, I honestly think, Venus, that maybe you're, uh, you're going to be a um, connector. You're going to speak to other teenagers who feel similarly and you're going to form a group mm. and your group is going to work together. That's a new form of coven that is a non-binary non-hierarchical coven arrangement where witches are learning growing evolving teaching helping each other together and that isn't I said no pressure you don't have to do this but if you chose to from what I'm determining from what you're offering that's your particular gift and skill Mm. how beautiful because there will always it's necessary for the witches to who can do the work alone who can do the meditation the ritual or the the learning the crafting of it on their own um, there's a huge role to play in, in the people that can actually offer it out into the world and create yeah. um, environments and structures where people can come together and do it together. So um, I thought that was very exciting and completely the opposite of you, which means all the witches like, like me, like Phyllis Cura, Lucy Cavendish, all of us who have been out there talking about it, sharing, sharing it for so long um, are actually offering a light that's useful for people but shining yeah. on their path to help it's, them forge their own. Yeah. And it's finally mm. coming through. And that's what I also love about the book as well is that you talk about it in a really foundational, simplistic kind of way as well, but and encouraging them to then build upon that themselves yep. by going mm. and doing research and going and doing things. And I think sometimes that that's something that's missing is that we try to run before we can walk or instantly dismiss that there's one way to do things. Well, well, the early books I read, like, you know, we're talking like 30 mm. years ago, whatever, were very dogmatic about this yeah. is how it has to be done or, or you're not doing it properly and you're not a yeah. real witch. And it's yeah. just evolved and changed so much. And um, that was one of the biggest hurdles as a young you know, person slash which that I, and even in my thirties, I was still struggling with, am I doing this, Are you, doing it? you know, uh, properly? Mm. Can I, you know, and now it's like, uh, I've been shown more than ever that um, the message is to uh, don't question your methods, do what, what you feel is innately right. Anchored by some, obviously some principles of practice that make us witches. Um, one of the other parts uh, that I talked about, I realised in the workshop tour that I just did where I'm face-to-face with people mm. is um, the substitutions, you know, like 
we didn't have Amazon and, and, and online delivery and ordering yes. when, you know, and it was really quite the production if you were, <laughs> you know, decided to... you needed to get an athame or wolf hair for a spell or something. You're like, you know, what, how, a dragon's blood how resin, whatever. How am I going to get this? And, and you know, um, I'm, I've sort of got this whole approach to using, using the, the, uh, the authentic, not authentic as much as the mindful skill, authentic and mindful skill of uh, foraging and fosticking for magical mm. tools and letting the universe present them to you. Also, there's a big part of being legal, you know, like don't forage and fostic in a national park, being ethical, take only what you need, um, give something back. It's that's either biodegradable or biodegradable or service oriented. Like if you take yeah. feathers from a park because a duck or a bird has shed them, then you would clean up the park to offer some energy back, you know, and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. There's that. So that was one of the emphasis I placed um, in the new book and also in the talks was how to um, make your witchcraft sustainable and environmentally and, and supportive in environmentally challenged times. And then that even linked down to or into the foundational practice of we are the healers, we mm. are the custodians now. And then that linked into, you know, the the original Indigenous custodians of the land that we're on to tap here in, on the planet, like on the continent of Australia, is tap into, um, well, what, how were the people, the, the original magical people of this region honouring the earth, interacting with the earth, mm. wor- you know, working with the healing aspects of the earth, taking care of the earth, the land, all its inhabitants and creatures. So, um you know, I've been researching quite a bit of writing from Aboriginal witches to learn what their recommendations are because there's actually a lot of Aboriginal witches and they're very generous with their advice and insight. So it's pretty awesome. That's so magical in itself. Mm, yeah. I was actually going to say something. I was going to jokingly say, oh, my God, you must be psychic because you've literally touched on about five of the points I had written <laughs> yes. down without me even bringing them up. <laughs> ah, but you know what I do? You're I, fine, start, you're I fine. start to waffle on, Darren. So no, it's not, it's not waffling. Oh, no. Free to revisit. It's, it's, what it's, I, it's, it's not I'm like a blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's oh, it's great. It just means that the bits that we picked up, like, this is a key takeaway. Yeah. Exactly mm. the key takeaway. Like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, my job is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we jokingly say that you were like probably one of the biggest blessings we could have had as a first time guest yeah. because of the fact that we had such this thing, like, how are we going to interview someone? Yeah. But you made our job oh. so easy that first time. Oh. And then every other interview since then, it's like sent a precedent. Like, it's oh. really easy. Oh, I'm grateful. <laughs> we could do Thank this. you. I'm grateful I could do that because I'm notorious for waffling on. Even this bloody tour, I just did not bloody, but the tour was like yeah. I literally was standing there talking for two hours. And I mean, it was interactive, so questions and stuff were going back and forth. Yeah. Um, I, I just when they were finished, I was like, oh my god, is it really? We, have I really been talking for nearly two hours? I've only got five <laughs> minutes left. <It's> like, <laughs> and then there's like another hour and a half, two hours meeting and greeting everyone after. So these events were just these epic four-hour explosions of energy Joy. that were remarkable. Um, and even then, I don't think you know every. It, you just felt like oh. You could offer another 20 of these and still yes. only be scratching the surface, yeah, you know, exactly. especially when people start interacting and offering their wisdom as we, you know, going back to what we were saying mm. earlier, like there's this innate wisdom in teenagers that's really um, remarkable. And um, and I I find that really uh, reassuring and inspiring and I could mm. offer that the future is magical and it, that's just not a glib little kind of hip yeah, hashtag. No, it's, it, it's actually the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. so what I actually wanted to do now, there's a couple of points I wanted to touch on in what that blabbering, as you call it, that you just did. 
<laughs> but no, one of them was uh, like what I really loved about this book. And I was wondering if you'd do us the kind honor of actually sharing this coming from you mm. in the book itself. You put a little quote of a letter that you actually mm. wrote when you were 17. And yeah. I think like that, it, it speaks to what you were just saying about how the younger generation, um, page 17. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was how, oh, yeah. Got it. how the younger generation are full of such wisdom. And when I read this mm. excerpt from you, I almost like, I was like, wow, like even this in itself, I mm. took so much from this quote and yeah. that was from you way back when, before you even called it a book of shadows. And yeah, it was just so a journal, yeah. Magical. So would mm. you be kind enough to share that with us? All right, thank you. Yeah, guys, I will. Okay, so this is page 17 of Teen Magic and it's a letter to me from me by Fiona Horn, age 17. <laughs> Extraordinary, isn't it? Here's an insight from a young girl I once knew. This is something I wrote when I was 17. I recorded it in my first book of shadows. I still have it. Although I didn't call it that at the time. Oh, yeah, all my notebooks, all my diaries, all of it. Um, But I can see now that, you know, so I didn't call it a book of shadows at the time. It was just a notebook, but I can see now it was the start of something magical. So this this is what I wrote to myself. Reading about the craft is a valid pursuit and use of time. I even remember where I wrote this. I was sitting on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting... um, I, I used to do, I'll just segue for one second. I was, um, it's funny when you think Venus, the girl I mentioned, she was saying, I can't be on my own. I, I get, I have a short attention yeah. span. I need to be with others to, to feed that They'll into keep, something that's useful, you know, and keep yeah. it engaged. Um, but I was the opposite. I, I had a very long attention span. I particularly enjoyed just being alone and I would, um, get a, yeah, I didn't drive. I would get buses. Uh, I lived in the Southern suburbs of Sydney. And I would get trains and buses so that I could get as far away on a beach as I felt I could possibly get. So I would yeah. get trains and buses to Palm Beach on the nor- in the northern suburbs and I would then walk the entire length of the beach all the way up to the far headland to get as far away as at the time I thought was possible, you know, using yeah. public transport and not yeah. having Uber or not having any much money, you know, 30-cent yeah. bus ticket back in those days. And um and I remember sitting up there on that beach and, uh, and I would do it because I felt like I needed to get that far away from everything to have some kind of spiritual or, or um, you know, to, to actually really feel like I was embodying in my existence how different inside I felt yeah. and how um, separate I felt from everyone else and isolated. So I would create a situation where I physically was that isolated. Um, and then I wrote stuff like this and thought about life, yeah. looking at the ocean. And I wrote this that day, I remember. Okay, so reading about the craft is a valid pursuit and use of time because as I read, it exists in my mind. This is just as valid as a physical ritual to express and reaffirm my beliefs. My, a healthy body. Oh, these are all, all points and notes. And this is where I yes. get to the red page. I wish I had a light to read it. Hang on, I might, if I stick it up under stick here. Yeah, I can see it a bit clearer. <laughs> um, a healthy body will make me a more efficient witch. Adults use 10% of their brains. The key to the other 90% is in myth and ritual. When a child is born, I think they use 100% of their brain before becoming adult-orated, adulterated. Imagination, games, ritual and make-believe are the keys to opening up to magical powers and the other 90% of our brains. The key to practicing the craft, which I feel instinctively is my heritage, is meditation, stilling and focusing my mind. When I'm feeling unconfident in ritual, all I need to do is stop and meditate. 
If I take it slow, I will eventually evolve as I'm meant to. You are on the path. You don't need to know where it goes. Just follow it. It's really deep, isn't it? It for is. A 17, really 17 is for 17-year-old to be writing year old. these things. Yeah. One small step at a time will gradually integrate the craft into my everyday life. Magic and beliefs aren't about how many rituals you do, how complicated they are, or if you did them correctly. It's about feeling it deep inside and integrating it plus connecting with the timeless knowledge of ourselves that we are born with and forget as we grow up. Just do what feels right, relax, and there will be time for everything. Belief in yourself and your methods is all you need. Yeah, it's pretty so um, it pretty is, extraordinary. Mm. Mic drop right there. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. If, if that hasn't convinced anyone listening to this or watching, yeah. buy the book then you like, I don't want to call you names, but like, just go do it. Just go do it. <laughs> like, like, go do it. Now, in all honesty, because, and the reason why that touched me so much when I read through that is mm. I wish that younger version of me had the wisdom to be able to think like that because I got in my head for so many years yeah. and didn't practice my craft for so many years mm. because I'm like, I didn't know if I'm doing it right or, you know, am I thinking about it in the right way or mm. is this even the right path for me? Like so much question and like yeah. I got so, so much hung ego. up on. It's, it's an ego yeah. thing, you know, it's like yeah. that, that. And I think the ego, you know, and I wrote about this in Art of Witch, you know, the yep. ego, yeah. as I've learned, has an important role to play in the human evolution, obviously, the individual, because it sets boundaries, parameters, it helps you carve out a character, so to speak. Yeah. Um, however as a, a magical person um the ego at a point in life becomes a um it's not it's not useful anymore it, it becomes mm. a it, it kind of runs its course it's like it um you know it's just it and i think that when we that's part of it all is that that hypercritical sense of self which is like oh if i don't do it like this or if i don't feel this or if this doesn't happen then it's not worth it it's not real and you get so obsessed with the idea that you need to know the results. You need to witness the results of your rituals and spells. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine for a moment that if something you did that you didn't actually consciously see around you changed someone's life on the other side of the world? That's one of the things that yeah. um, I think I've learned is, and I experience that sometimes literally in the sense of someone might actually literally read a book of mine on the yeah. other side of the world yeah. and it changes their life. Now, I don't know that, you know, Josephine, you know, blogs bought my book in, in Finland and read it <laughs> uh, and it changed her life. Um, so funnily enough, um, more now than ever in the world of the internet and how we can put our thoughts and ideas into a tangible, you know, digital environment like that, um, this, the, I'm just talking about practical examples of yeah, how yeah. This, this concept could consider to work. But what if it isn't a practical example as much as it's just like a... Um, you just put some good energy out in the world and it actually had an yeah. effect, yeah. you know, yeah. let's remember the light that from the stars that we see happened billions of years ago. Yeah. It's affecting yeah. us. It's still affecting us now. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's consider, I think, you know, as magical people, that's a necessary evolution of concept is to understand that, that you actually do make a difference like that. Mm. And if you just do this stuff to your best effort, whatever that looks like on the day, you know, um, the other thing uh, I realised I was talking about a lot in the lectures or in the workshops was um, using the pentagram as a, a, a tool of awareness. Now, that might sound really 
obvious. We all wear them. We we have them on yeah. T-shirts. They're in books. They're, they're all around, you know, da-la-la, the five-pointed star. Increasingly, and I talked about it in Art of Witch and even, you know, because I reworked this Teen Witch book after doing my manifesto, Art of Witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Teen Witch book is kind of impregnated with all this now as well. Um, but, you know, just real simply, you know, if you think of the four lower points of the five-pointed star as being air, earth, fire and water in whatever combination you want, depending mm. on where you are in the world. And if you're looking at it one direction, if you want to line it up with it, you know. <laughs> Everywhere, which way? South, east and west, but magic works between the worlds. So maybe we don't need to put a definitive, you know, um, location for these elements. They are, however, if we consider it, the four points of the star, then what's the fifth point? The fifth point is spirit. And spirit, what I realised I was saying in the workshops, because sometimes when I talk, I don't, feel like it's coming from me it's coming yeah. through me and yeah. something else is yeah. offering this information and i just get out of the way and let it let it do it through <laughs> so the fifth element spirit kept coming through a lot as like um that that is actually the way forward now um for witches to let spirit guide the mm. activities we anchor them in the physical realm with our ritual work with our custodianship of the earth, the air, earth, fire and water, the physical, tangible element, the yeah. intangible spirit is now is now the key that is unlocking the rest of the stuff we're meant to be, that we've evolved to be in this, you know, on this physical journey and, and what we signed up for. And so the spirit aspect is literally what I just said then. What if, what if the ritual spell and, and thing that you did, you never actually literally witnessed the result? Yeah. However, it, it resulted so yeah. um, that's a, an interesting way to think about it because I think with witchcraft being craft, certainly watching the evolution of it on social media like TikTok videos, the ones that get the most hits like 4 billion is how to make a candle, 4 billion people, 4 billion views of, and I, I did say 4 billion views yeah. yes. of a witch mixing up wax and putting black dye in it and oils and making a candle. Yeah. Um, so still very much a tactile hanging on to an item to invoke a concept of witchcraft. And I'm offering as well that the next level for young witches particularly yeah. is that fifth element, spirit element, and trusting that. And that's what's going to unlock the rest of why we're here yeah. at this point in linear evolution. And that, that actually brings us to a very interesting, well, not interesting point, but like it, it's because I, I am one of those people who follows hashtag witch talk on TikTok. Mm. Yeah, um, I do too. I yeah. found some amazing now. people on there, and I'm like, oh my god, yes. where have you been my whole life? I'm like, you know, mm. so like in, in some ways, like you know, as you said, social media can be very, very valuable. I mean, sadly, mm. there are some people who use those yeah. hashtags to make us look bad, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. But I was actually going to say the thing I love about this book, just to bring it back to that, is that I almost feel as though you've preempted every single question that every teen witch is going to ask you, and you've yeah. given them an answer without them having to feel awkward about asking the question. Because as Thank teens, you. we sometimes feel like if I ask this question, I'm going to feel stupid. Or if I ask this question, it's like, yeah, you know people I mean? are going to laugh at me. And I, yeah. and I yeah, certainly in, in sitting with rooms. Yeah, that self-conscious stuff. And I sitting in a, the rooms of teenagers these last this last witch week is uh, it's Tracy McPhee, my um <laughs> my my co co my conspirator. Not I wouldn't say conspirator, my co-creator in magical events. Um, she has a, an amazing um group I guess organization called Wild Tribe and so they presented it so she works with a lot of young people as well outside of working with me in these witchcraft yeah. events as well um but she's a witch and anyway so the two of us were sort of noticing um 
you know, the, how the teens were. And it was, you know, like the girl I talked about who was very self-aware and very mm. conscious and able to speak very articulately about her short attention span. There was so also the ones that sat there like this going and looking yeah, yeah, like this. And, yeah. you know, and usually it was the um, conventionally prettiest ones that sat there like this. And the more odd, funny? unusual, you know, ones that, you know, were not anchored in a, in a, a concern about how they were perceived according to a certain mm. um, yeah. type uh, were very relaxed. And um, it went both ways. It's so interesting. Everyone's an individual, yeah. eh? Yeah. yeah. So um, the quiet ones, you know, it was that, you know, when I said, has anyone got a question, I'd look around. And I knew that some had questions but weren't saying it. And I, was, yeah. I thought, all right, well, time to get psychic. What do I say now that's going to address what they're actually thinking? <laughs> what they're saying. And so, okay, universe, give me something. Yeah, Come on. Like, Come into it now. And, um, but when I actually got to meet them all individually after and I'd say, you know, I was asking, I was, what did you get out of tonight? Did you, what was your favourite bit? And did you yeah. learn, what did you learn tonight? And, and the common answer was a lot. And I, that made, I said, that's a good answer. That's great. And I said, do you feel like learning more? And they were like, yes, I'm really excited yeah. to learn more. That was lovely. The other one was um, that I got was from people uh, asking about um, or saying that they felt uh, they love the parts I talk about, animals and familiars and things like that. Mm, Um, And then also uh, was just feeling heard. One of them said I, and and this was a, um, a, I would say, a boy, I could say I, it's an appropriate way to say this, a boy who identifies more as a female and is on that journey, yeah. supported by his family, and he said, I feel heard, heard. Yeah. And isn't that such a Isn't that beautiful? Thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent, no, then, no, but what was I saying? One. You've actually yeah, segued. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> preened <just> it in. <laughs> Must be psychic. <laughs> Must be a little bit. It, it comes but, with the territory at a point. That's right. But no, we, we, it is. It is quite a beautiful segue it because that, that's one of the biggest changes in a societal level. Um, is that back in two thousand, the the concept of non-binary and of the I call it the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQA mm. or whatever. LGBTQ. Yeah. LGBT. I wrote it in the all of that. Yeah, LGBTQ I know. And that's why I'm like, I, that's it. I can't ask it just question. Adds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's why I call us the alphabet mafia because every yeah. year we've got a new new letter that gets added. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that has, has changed mm. a lot societally is that um, obviously being non-binary and being more gender fluid and all of these things mm. are more prevalent now than they used to be. And I love how you address that the fact that um, witchcraft is very much, I wouldn't say binary, but we look at things in polarity or duality. Yeah. Um, There's a big part of that, even in our ritual work. Yeah, yeah, with our ritual work and what, you know, if you go into sort of something of a more traditional craft where I know what I was reading when I was a teenager was a description of the great rite, which was chalice, Mm. you are female, (laughs) athemate, blade, you are male conjoined you are the forces that shape all creation you literally put the blade inside the chalice that's the great right that's male female sex right there being described forces you know male female being gender specific you know a a chalice being a womb that creates and blade into it boom there you go and they the forces that shape all creation we venerate these forces and that's what we are we are a fertility cult and Mm. you know that's what it is and the origins of what we 
um, you know, our nebulous origins, but the predominant area that we draw on is that Northern European Celtic tribal Teutonic kind of part of the world and how it was living humans were interacting with the world and what they they considered sacred and it was procreation it was procreation of the species unto itself mm. where the age you know span was much much shorter and um and also on the land which they were so dependent on for food and sustenance yeah. and shelter and all of it so yeah. that's we've evolved of that all those themes and images are in our craft so how do we evolve now as a craft where that for a start isn't isn't necessary for survival anymore um, and the concept of love is no longer gender specific. The concept mm-hmm. of procreation is um, maybe gender specific for a while, like where you think you still need sperm and egg, but now that yeah. can be created in a separate vessel and raised by a, you know, male, male family, female, female family, and often mm. to better effect than the traditional family. And it's <laughs> like, me. you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> and then you, you, so isn't it extraordinary? And I, I just think that's, what is allowing our species to remain relevant is um, that the because we've evolved so in such a way that we have stepped away from the natural way of things. That maybe that's the fifth element spirit coming in mm. and allowing a a shift away from the, the the obvious tangible. However, I think that can be exploited by you know if I go into the whole idea of not going too far into it, but my narrative to a degree of what. I can witness going on as far as the 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 uh, the, the the distancing of people and the yeah. um you know the 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 aspect of if AI came in as a third gender you know so to speak and how mm-hmm. that functions with what rights because we're already stripping away the traditional attachments of what yeah. a female male you know like blah 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 it's, it gets quite. It does. Quite extraordinary, and, yeah. and I think most likely it's going to happen. Probably, most likely, definitely, it already is in so many ways. So we're along for the ride. What an extraordinary time to choose to be born, to sign up to be born in these physical forms at this point of human evolution. Where I see it as super exciting and beautiful and fantastic in witchcraft is um, how that that you know so much so for the point of procreation as far as humans go. Yes blade male chalice female that's still there but it's not the way anymore the only way to um express the 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 divinity that is at the core of creation that is um non-gender specific Mm. and that is something that um is and so i love that we have this really um expansive and diverse expression of what it is to be human manifesting so tangibly in our spiritual practices, which is, you know, mm. even our practical practice of witches. Now, look, there was some arguments about, well, you know, I'm in a coven, high priest, you know, there's a female who identifies as a male who wants to be the high priest. I have an issue with that. I think if we're going to, I'm not, I can't judge or comment on something like that because I'm not in the coven for a start. Mm, and, yeah. um, and it's actually a dialogue that I don't even feel for me personally, I can be useful in, so I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think, I think it's like, there's so many distractions in the world right now that are, is ha- are happening to distract us from the real things that we need to be concerned about yeah i think this overly this overly pedantic emphasis on political correctness is becoming rather than inclusive and supportive it's becoming a way to continue alienating people from each other yeah you know divided we are weak 
together yeah. we're strong and so I was writing in Art of Witch and even in Teen Witch you know our diversity now is our strength mm-hmm. the magical yeah. communi- community yeah. gets stronger the more diverse we are the more we respect it and, and honor and uphold each other's diversity yeah. then we're strong and that's I don't know that's I, actually I, not I don't know I do know yeah, um, I do know spirit has told me that is the key to our survival and our relevance so um I love you know, the, the alphabet mafia notion of, of um, existence. <laughs> if it becomes something, however, that is not bringing out the best in people and allowing people to be inclusive, yeah. collaborative, um, holistic and loving because love is the cure mm-hmm. of everything, yeah. if it's taking us away from those principles, then I think we need to address it. But uh, collectively, mostly, I, when I have a, a, you know, a, a young man identifying as female coming to me and saying, I feel heard, I think we're onto a good thing. Hundred yeah. percent, I agree. And, and like, I know that it's, it's slight yeah. divergent off of, on a different topic. But the other thing that I, I found it's interesting about this, and it's it's something that I'm seeing everywhere. This like with this political correctness, I'm I'm quite political yeah. when it comes to. I hate it when people call things cultural appropriation that aren't actually appropriated. That's one point that I always make on this podcast. Oh, I don't it, like it culture. Just, the word cultural appropriation just, makes me irks feel me. uncomfortable. It irks me because so many people have we, actually, I mean, we've, we've had messages yeah, from people saying you're have. culturally appropriating this term. And I'm like, we're not though. <laughs> Look up the definition of appropriation and then tell me I'm appropriating something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and this um, is where I think sometimes out we're distracted from, from the, yep. for want of a better term, yep. the good yeah. fights, you know. Um, yeah. I think, and also a, a dear friend of mine, a witch who I look up to and respect and have known for a very long time said, oh, witchcraft's a scavenger, religion, spiritual yeah. path. We take a bit from everything and everyone and everywhere. Um, but isn't that just the way, that's how we grow and evolve and learn. and, and evolution. And it's a... I think I think if um, there's a clear difference with someone, um, say, who's, you know, I mean, I, I could think of a hundred examples straight away. But someone, this is very obvious, but someone's white and they've written a book about, um, you know, uh, accessing a portal through a, um, an, a, you know, an Aboriginal sacred site that they that they have an exclusive awareness of. And they hadn't talked to any Aboriginals in the area who I, I would start yeah, to feel like, any... ah, that's yeah. not fitting good with me. That feels no. a bit like appropriation. Yeah. However, if, um, if that white person has been working with the elders and, and the, like, you know, like this report I was talking about that's, um, that's been created in, co- in conjunction and, and um, discussion and collaboration mm. with Aboriginal witches and it's being presented as a source of information for you know us more European oriented witches yeah. to learn and grow and evolve with, and that to me is you know, that's infinitely uh, exciting and appropriate. And spirit yeah. says yes, 100%. do that because yeah. together yeah. you're strong. Divided you're weak. Yep. Together you're strong. The future of humanity is a as a you know with with an essence of sovereignty and and um, and and naturalness is to be d- together not divided Mm. and then it also transcends that and it goes into like areas of like i know from your personal story that obviously you found out uh in your 20s about your actual heritage biological heritage biological heritage child yeah yeah Mm. so like and like but firstly, wanted to shout out because I'm also part Hungarian. So woohoo. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, no, it, even that, like I've noticed in a lot of the practices I've done, there's so much gatekeeping going on in our, which yeah. about, you know. Yeah, sorry, imagine but- this, you bring up such a good point down. I just thought of it. Like, what yeah. if I, before I knew I had Hungarian Jewish blood, what if I um, started to, you know, talk and write about Hungarian practices 
and of witchcraft or even I started to talk about um you know some kind of Jewish mysticism yeah and I was told I was a culturally appropriating and then I find out after the fact it's my blood yeah I've got an inherited cellular genetic memory of it I mean it's just gets so and this is where I go back to you know I'm even aware that as I'm talking to you I might get if someone watches this they might decide that what I'm saying is not PC I I um but can can we all just consider for a moment let's fight the good fight and yes and 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 put our attention on areas where it really makes a difference um Mm -hmm. and maybe we could all get out of our heads and and actually go and uh do something like sounds trite but plant a tree or do something for the environment or maybe you know just Something along you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, that's preaching to the choir. Inclusiveness and yeah. bringing people together and how to actually move forward, not to yeah, not to, to have this friction that becomes yeah, very static going. and still. Magic is the art of creating change. Mm-hmm. Um, change is the constant. Yeah. Keep, let's keep changing, evolving, evolving. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I think that that's almost a mic drop moment in itself. Yeah, it like, is, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. That's all we do is to change. Like you know. Yeah. Um. I, I guess then in but closing, closing because I know we're conscious of time, right? Yes, we are. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes. So um, yeah. just in closing, the one the one of the other biggest things that that stood out to me, and I know we've kind of touched on this topic, went away from it, touched on it, come away, touched on it, come away. It's the whole concept of like with when you talked about social media, you're talking about random acts of online kindness. Yes. Mm. And about spending more time in the real, in real life, as opposed to in the online life. Like, I think it's very easy for us, especially because now, I mean, having gone through COVID, having been at home for so long, da da da, everyone's gone onto the internet and they're just so happy to give their opinions on there. But like the one thing that I've liked about doing this podcast is that I've been able to have some very meaningful conversations with witches on the other side of the world through mm. this podcast. Yes. And I found that that's the thing that unites us is having real conversations with real people. And that's what we need to focus on. It's not just about going, oh, that person did that spell wrong online. Let me tell them what they did wrong. Yeah. Or just, even yeah. or even the other idea. And, and then you'd know this working in, you know, the wellness environment yeah. as you do, Darren, um, you know, that term lurking where oh, people yeah. don't interact yeah. and they scroll and scan and yeah. scroll and scan and it, it creates this very toxic, unhealthy state of um, existence that, you know, uh, and I encourage in the book in the chapter about magical social media yeah. is not to lurk, to engage, to um, to use it for the tool of communication mm-hmm. that it can be. And, and, um, and then also, you know, it was funny, I was asking for a show of hands during these face-to-face workshops in Western Australia these, these, with all these teen witches recently. And um, I asked, okay, whose favourite social media platform is TikTok? And every hand <laughs> under 20 went up. Um, yeah. Whose favourite is Instagram? Every hand over 20 yeah. went up. And whose favourite is Facebook? And every hand over 50 went up. And um, <laughs> seriously, it's like you could see. You know, could what's, see dif- what's the difference about that? The difference with TikTok is that it's a it's predominantly a 15 second attention span. Yeah, it's very, Most 99.9% very of the videos are 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um and so uh that was very interesting that it's um however I, I think in this very cluttered world of stimulus of all of that um I think that's definitely like Venus saying she's got a short attention span that girl what she's obviously being coached to have one. With yeah. the way yeah. you know and I even know with writing books now this is actually a very 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 long book it's 80,000 words now yeah. that almost that many about 75,000 back in the day that was my first 
book deal with 70 words, thousand words. Now you're more commonly contracted to write 30,000 because people don't want to read wow. 70,000. Yes, yeah, wow. so you notice these things. So, um, but have, putting all that in context of what makes thing, social media magical is, is the interaction, is the using it as a tool, yeah. is also the power of delete, the power of understanding, uh, yeah, and de- identifying what is online bullying, what is the most powerful spell you can do, this spell called delete that shit and <laughs> and uh and then go and practice a random act of online kindness and plant a positive seed somewhere where you don't need to know the result of it you just offer it out there into the it. world to heal it um i think it's inevitable that we're just going to continue um for as long as it exists uh that we're not censored you know yeah which is aren't right now that's it that might change you know um because who knows where the censorship comes from based on an agenda as it's you know prevailing at the time um for the time being we have a wonderful tool of communication and and learning and it's uh one of the big pluses that came out of the lockdowns was as you say darren that sense of um community that evolved and um i i definitely i offered this at the end of each workshop i still reckon the best way for a witch to really feel like a witch is to take his her their shoes off and yeah. go outside and stick their feet in the ground let their head open up maybe ideally under a full or or you know waxing moon and mm. just get that sense of you know i am a, a living entity in this physical form spirit manifesting physically in, in this miraculous universe and that is really what it means to be a witch and then what you do with it is is can be very magical and fun yeah it's up yeah. to you Mm. See, that's such a beautiful and that's such a beautiful way to end up because I know we're uh, even though I could talk to you for hours we we do need to literally thanks guys <laughs> yeah. literally, literally. <laughs> but it is it's that beautiful connection and that's such a beautiful way to finish up so it's been wonderful chatting to you oh today. thank you Vicky thank you, thank you so, so much lovely to see your gorgeous face and great to see you too Darren Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh, by thank the, by you. The, I don't know if you picked up on this, but I actually wore this T-shirt in honor of you. I love yes. the T-shirt. I've been me, looking yes. at it the whole time, 100% that witch. I love it. Because to me, that's you. You're yeah. 100% that yeah, witch. That like, oh, thanks. Thank you. I love it. It's the first thing I noticed. It's like the coolest T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that guy that now wears the really bold. Wears all the tops now. Out in public. Gorgeous. Like, you know, yeah. saying not every witch yeah. lives in Salem. Like, I wear them everywhere. Yeah, it's great. I think yeah. um, I love that... Uh, you know, it, it does link with something I've mentioned this a few times in interviews that I'll say it again for what it's worth. When the 20th anniversary edition of my, I guess, first internationally published book on witchcraft, which was uh, Witch A Magical Journey, um, it was my first two Australian books edited together and published internationally, and it had its 20th anniversary reprint two yeah. years ago now in 2018 by, uh, with HarperCollins. And um, I had the opportunity to write a new forward for it and it was only three lines it was like 20 20 years ago when this book came out witches were shrouded in myth suspicion and fear these days who doesn't know a proud self-avowed witch yeah. and I think that's um very very exciting and and thrilling and uh and then I'll offer this very quickly too uh just on the weekend um it was a witches workshop uh facebook group offered um a clip with Sybil Leake, um, who's an amazing mm, witch. It was in the 70s, yeah. And yeah. her diary of a witch was one of the first books I read back in the 80s as well when I was trawling through secondhand bookstores and stuff <laughs> to find things like you had to back then when there was That's no it. internet or anything. Yeah. Um, and I listened, watched those interviews and she's saying a very similar thing. She says in the interview, 
with this black raven on her shoulder and this archetypally older it. woman witchy look to her and this big gap yes. in the teeth and they've got a little spooky with dark shadows on her face and she says the future is our youth. She says it yeah. in the clip. She says the young people are the ones that will take this magic forward with them and uh, and I I thought, God, I'm, I'm out there saying the same Doing thing the same right thing. now and... Yeah. Uh, that's not to put an emphasis on being young is better or more relevant or a more desirable state of being. I think what's, on what's reflecting, yeah. yeah, what's reflecting right now is that we are still spirits expressing reality in existence in a physical form. And so the linear age of the form is still relevant. And uh, whilst, you know, I, my goal in life is not to grow older, but to grow better at living, Yeah, um, which often means I behave more youthfully now than I did when I was young you know if you think of what's archetypally youthful free uh, especially now in my crone years I feel the maiden and I wrote a song lyric recently the maiden and the crone share the same throne you know you you have this freedom this pre this pre-puberty post-puberty post-reproduction capacity there's this beautiful freedom and that's what I love about the crone years coming into them and uh and but I would offer the the buddies that um there is still a reason that young people are, um, you know, still still the the, the 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 have the key to unlock the next level, and that's what I yeah. saw in these uh, gatherings of young people. Now is this inclusiveness, this um, ability to uh, embrace their witchiness without mm. fear and reservation, and and truly embark on a magical life that that isn't a fad or a, or a um, yeah, it isn't a fad. It's yeah, or, it's, or it's a, a fickle thing. Them. It's actually it's it's a part of them, and it's yeah. and it's necessary. Mm. So I love it. It's very generational too. It's very beautiful. So that's yeah. beautiful. Thank Good. you so much for sharing Thank that you. as your parting words. So lastly, yeah. everybody, jump onto www.fionahorn.com. Order your copy of Teen Magic today. I don't care if you're a seasoned <laughs> witch or if you've yeah, got children or no children. Everything seriously buy it it's thank you some of the most so magical here's words what the that have been cover is again yeah and I love, up, by the way your, i love hold the up cover. your pink cover hold up your pink yeah, cover do the pink let's, so let's just comment on this for a minute i love it that um the pink the pink cover one. was um necess- what the publishers thought was necessary to market witchcraft you know pretty much 20 years ago yeah. and now we get marketed like this yeah yes. and so yeah check it <laughs> I was out gonna say, that makes me yeah. excited that it's it evolved enough now that that's what it is yeah that's so we can we can now. honor we can honor the, the dark we can honor the, yeah. the that it has to be dark to see the stars and that our path is so often as uh, much more as it's explored by many it's yeah. still the hidden the hidden occult the path hidden. so it's yeah. beautiful yeah beautiful. yay so thanks yay. thanks once again thank for being so another much. amazing thank you, guest thank you Darren thank lots you. of love until next time we'll see you thank all you. soon bye, bye. <laughs>